Welcome to the Search the Scriptures podcast, where we dive into scripture and provide the explanation of it in the most accurate light that we can. Search the Scriptures is a podcast that is dedicated primarily to the Christian, challenging our brothers and sisters along with ourselves to see if we have set aside the commands of God to set up our own traditions. To do this, we use scripture to explain scripture. Please join us on this journey. All right, let's jump right into this. Okay, so this one, the Bible Topic Tuesday, we got for today is, the question is, can demons play with our feelings or take on the form of loved ones that passed away? That's the question, two-part question, I guess, that came in. And before we jump into this, any any remarks on this before we jump in? It's going to be interesting. All right. So let's go into it from what I can understand from scripture. We're going to jump into here. Uh, So we're going to start first in Hebrews chapter one, verses 13 through 14. It says, yet to which of the angels did God ever say, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? Are not the angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? So I bring this up because of a couple of different things. Uh, One, the question was about demons, but I want to take a look at a couple of different things about angels. Then we go on to uh, to demons in a second. But according to this, uh, in Hebrews, we're told that angels are ministering spirits. And they're sent to serve people who are going to inherit salvation. They're literally made for uh, to serve those whose names are written in the book of life. So the people whose name are written in the book of life, these angels, which are ministering spirits, that's what they're sent to serve. Questions or comments on this so far? All right. So I'm gonna I'm going somewhere with this. I know it seems weird. So question is, can demons play with our feelings or take on the form of loved ones that passed away? So let's move on to this. I'm going to go to Acts chapter 12, verses 1 through 16. It says, About that time, King Herod reached out to harm some who belonged to the church. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with the sword. And seeing that this pleased the Jews, Herod proceeded to seize Peter during the Feast of Unleavened Bread. He arrested him and put him in prison, handing him over to be guarded by four squads of four soldiers each. Herod intended to bring him out to the people after the Passover. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was fervently praying to God for him. On the night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains with sentries standing guard at the entrance to the prison suddenly an angel of the lord appeared and the light shone in the cell he tapped peter on the side and woke him up saying get up quickly and the chains fell off his wrist get dressed and put on your sandals said the angel peter did so and the angel told him wrap your cloak around you and follow me so peter followed him out but he was unaware that what the angel was doing was real He thought he was only seeing a vision. 
they passed the first and second guards and came to the iron gate leading to the city, which opened for them by itself. When they had gone outside and walked the length of one block, the angel suddenly left him. Then Peter came to himself and said, Now I know for sure that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's grasp and from everything the Jewish people were anticipating. And when he had realized this, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark, where many people had gathered together and were praying. He knocked at the outer gate. And the servant girl named Rhoda came to answer it. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed that she forgot to open the gate, but ran inside and announced, Peter is standing at the gate. You are out of your mind, they told her. But when she kept insisting it was so, they said, it must be his angel. But Peter kept on knocking. And when they opened the door and saw him, they were astounded. So a lot, a lot, a lot is happening in this uh, Acts 12, verses 1 through 16. Uh, first off, we have uh, King Herod, who uh, he had put to death um, Christians. Uh, now, now, this is the very beginning of Christianity, the very beginning of Christianity. And so uh, the early Christians were Jews. They were Jews that became Christians. And so he was putting them to death. And he saw that the Jews liked this. He saw that the Jews liked that he was putting these Christians who they thought were blasphemers to death. And so he went out to Peter, who was one, you know, he's the most known among them at this point. So he went out to Peter and then uh, arrested him to, uh, to also put him to death. I want to point out that uh, Peter was sleeping when he knows what's about to happen. The, the next day he's about to lose his life and he's asleep. He's that content with it. Uh, somewhere was written that uh, Jesus, prior to this, Jesus already told Peter that there's a time coming where men are going to take you where you don't want to go. Tell him about how he's going to die. So he just, I guess he just figured, well, this is it. And he slept, he slept through this. And so anyways, so uh, the angel comes and uh, takes him out of there. but. Uh, what I find interesting is uh, whenever this takes place, this angel comes and rescues Peter and then uh, then disappears. And then Peter goes to the house where all the uh, uh, the church members that were praying for him were there. And they just assumed, I guess, that he was dead because he was just as good as dead at this point. And so whenever uh, he knocked on the door, they were saying, there's no way that that was Peter that you heard. It had to have been his angel. And so uh, just reading a little bit in this, can't go into too much detail on this, but I know that uh, so there was Jewish belief that uh, the, the angels they were they were dedicated to uh, to believers uh, would take on their form. And so uh, that's what they're saying is supposing that this is, is that you heard his angel. Uh, now, this is I'm connecting this one to the previous verse of Hebrews chapter one, verses 13 through 14 where it says that angels are ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation. So we actually see this happen for Peter. Peter is definitely uh, going to inherit salvation. Therefore, he had an angel. He has an angel, just like all of us, and we'll get into that in a little bit, uh, that, uh, that saved him from this because this was not his time. This was not his time, so his angel came and saved him from this. Any questions or comments on this so far? No? 
All right. So next one. Again, the question is, can demons play with our feelings or take on the form of loved ones that pass away? So Matthew chapter 18, verse 10, Jesus speaking, and he says, see that you do not look down on any of these little ones. For I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my father in heaven. So this is Jesus speaking. He's talking about uh, talking about the little ones or even those that are lost. So they don't they don't know yet. They don't believe yet. But even these these have angels because according to the uh, verse in Hebrews. They even though they are not saved yet, they already have angels ministering angels. They already have ministering angels. And now you have ministering angels. Uh, Jesus would say they uh, the their angels in heaven always see the face of my father in heaven now it's not that they just see his face from what i gather from this is saying they have an audience with him like they they can di they dialogue with him they respond and they talk with him so he is sent tell he is warning people looks like actually other christians not to do this because their angels are reporting to god all the time questions or comments on this so far All right. So we have here uh, just a couple instances of, of, of angels, what they're doing, and it does indeed appear that uh, that we have guardian angels. So uh, it, it looks as if just based off of these little scriptures we have here, that the believers, at least believers, even before they believe, because their name is written in heaven, then you have an you have an angel that is assigned to you that is looking out for you that is ministering that is servicing that is ministering to you uh so we're going to move from, from that and then you're going to move over to demons so going forward leviticus chapter 19 verse 31 says you must not turn to mediums or spiritists do not seek them out or you will be defiled by them I am the Lord your God. Mediums or spiritists or familiar spirits. Familiar spirits being that uh, not just in the sense of just knowing them, but in, in, in that they are in service to you. Like you actually have, like on the flip side of with angels, where it says that angels are in service to us, that they are ministering spirits. Well, that's what this, that's what these are, these uh these familiar spirits they're basically saying that they are in servitude to me and so i can i can tell the future or i can do things by these spirits that are that i am in control of god is saying not to turn to these people questions or comments on this so far all right next one Acts chapter 16, verses 16 through 18 says, One day, as we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl with a spirit of divination who earned a large income for her masters by fortune-telling. This girl followed Paul and the rest of us, shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God who are proclaiming to you the way of salvation. She continued this for many days. 
Eventually, Paul grew so aggravated that he turned and said to the spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. And the spirit left her at that very moment. So here, uh, this is some, uh, this is, this is wild here because you have a demon. This woman is demon possessed and the demon is, uh, is, has, has enabled her to be a fortune teller or even predict the future. So she's able to predict the future by the, by this, even still at this point, the demon is actually telling the truth. That's exactly what those men are there to do. The men are there to uh, their service of the most high God. And they're there proclaiming the way to salvation. Uh, I just find it interesting that even still, it was a demon that was saying these things. And so Paul being annoyed by it, uh, cast the demon out. Of course, it got him in trouble because of what she did. She actually brought a lot of money uh, to the, to her masters. But uh but yeah, so it didn't matter that what the what 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 she was saying was true. With, with the fact is that it was coming from a demon. So even still, he cast her out. He cast the uh, the demon out because of that. Now I, I bring this up because she, that's what she did. She was a fortune teller. She told she she predicted the future. She was a fortune teller, and she made her her uh, her uh, masters a lot of money from that. And this is something that happens even today. There, there's all there's tarot readers. There's all kinds of stuff like that. And um, if anybody is doing those type of things and they're successful in it, then uh, it's it's a demonic presence that they're using. These familiar spirits, though they they call them familiar spirits, these spirits are not under any control uh, by you. They are controlling you. Uh, it looks like it's the flip side. They're actually controlling you. Any questions or comments on this so far? All right, so I know I'm taking this a long way. So um, we're gonna start kind of trying to bring this home if I'm thinking of this correctly. So first Samuel chapter six. Oh, what you got, G? I know that we uh, covered before that uh, I guess Satan has to get permission before he, I guess, you know, comes and does what he does. When it comes to these familiar spirits that are in control of people, is that because God has given that demon the authority to do so? Or is it something that you invite yourself? I would say that they're just doing what their nature is. And he has, he has given them the ability to do these things. And, uh, and so and if there's some that are not to have these demons take them over, then they can't because God told them they can't. But, that's in their nature to to do these things. It's in their nature to to uh, to possess and to do these things. And to, uh, I mean, when when Jesus showed up and that man had all these demons in him, they asked him, "Say, what are what have you to do with us? Like, are, did you come here to torment us before our time?" Like, basically saying, "Hey, this is what we are allowed to do. We're allowed to do this right now. Did you come here to torment us before then, before the time?" And then they asked him, you know, hey, send us instead to these pigs over here. And he said, go. And they did. But uh, but so just based off of that, it leads me to believe that that uh, they're allowed to do this. I mean, they have to be allowed to do it. Otherwise, they couldn't do it. Uh, but they're allowed. But they're allowed to do this. And that's that's part of what their their nature of doing things is. So they do possess. And 
there are people that whether they know it or not welcome them in but uh but yeah i mean this is we'll get to a couple other ones too that is very strange how, how it comes across uh i think i have it in this um no i don't so there was a lady that was um in jesus time there was there was uh she was i don't know if she's possessed by a devil but she was crippled by one she she was not able to stand up straight because a devil had a a devil or a demon had her uh crippled and was continuously having her crippled and, and uh and god uh cast that demon from her uh again like i say it's it's tough to say with 100 certain if that's the reason if they if if people are are just welcoming them in or they're just jumping on the people and, and doing these things because we also know about a young boy that was also uh demon possessed we don't know if that boy just welcomed him in or if he just if he was just, just jumped on him i mean i don't know what, what do you say ben if you're there um i think his question was more the way i heard it was more around um not necessarily their nature but are they sent by God to do this, you know? And uh, I, I don't really know the answer to that. You know, if like he, he literally sent them or if it's just something they're doing that he's allowing, you know, I, I don't know the answer to that. If that's the, if that's the question, I definitely got an answer for that, but go ahead, G. It was just more or less how we spoke about how, you know, Satan has to go before God when we're speaking about, uh, was that Lot? Not a lot, but uh, what's his name? Job. Job, yeah. I didn't know if that would be the same type of situation in this situation where they're coming into someone's life. Is it because they already got permission to do so or did God, you know, or not just or did God, more or less did they ask permission or is it something that you yourself open up a door to more or less? Yeah, I think, I, honestly, I truly believe it can be both. I mean, we do know also I don't know if this has to do with any kind of possession or anything, but we do know that uh, while Jesus was here on the earth, that Peter, uh, the, uh, the uh, Satan was in heaven asking the Father if he can sift Peter and the disciples. If he, he says sift them as wheat, sift them like wheat is what is what Jesus would say. And, uh, so he was asked for permission then and was granted it. He, he would he would say yes, you can. So whether it's from him or it's just allowed by him, it's obvious, like I say, it has to be that he's allowed it. Otherwise, it just couldn't happen. Uh, so, yeah, I, I would say he allows it. And in some instances, I would say he sends it. But look at a couple of those. I, I guess my, my question on that is like, I, I don't have anything, a problem with what you're saying, but is it, would you say it's he he always has to send it you know like there's there's instances where that's very obviously the case but um i don't i don't know that that we could say beyond a shadow of a doubt that he always is the um the first cause for it i guess does that make sense yeah no i don't uh and i'm sorry if that's the way i made it sound no uh I don't I don't say that every one of them is coming from him at all. 
I, I just say actually I only have a few examples of when they are are from him. Uh, the rest of them, it just seems like they're there. They can do it. Like is there is given to them to do it, but it's not necessarily uh, him sending God sending them to do this. They're just there to be able to do it. If that makes sense. I wouldn't definitely say that uh, that that God is sending all of them to do this because I don't have that in scripture. But in looking at times when he did, has sent them. So we'll look at a couple of them. So we got first Samuel chapter 16 verses 14 through 16. And it says, now the spirit of the Lord had left Saul and an evil spirit sent from the Lord began to torment him. So Saul's servant said to him, you see that an evil spirit from God is tormenting you. Let our Lord command your servants here in your presence to look for someone who knows how to play the lyre. Whenever the evil spirits from God trouble you, that person can play the lyre and you will feel better. So here we have very controversial, though it should not be because it literally just says it. Uh, scripture where it says that uh, an evil spirit that was sent from God was sent to Saul. So uh, it was sent to Saul. And not only was it sent to, to Saul just to be there, it was actually sent to torment him. And that's the part I want you to really pay attention to. The, the spirit was sent there to torment him. And uh, so then his his servant says, let us find someone that can, that can play the lyre. And then once they play this lyre, you'll feel better. We can say what we want to about this, but that worked. Uh, that actually worked for him. They would play music, David specifically, and the spirit would leave. Uh, there has to be something about this. Uh, on the flip side, like even just listening to uh, to any kinds of music that can affect your mood and affect. We don't. I mean, I don't know. I, it just. But we see here that it worked in this instance. Any questions or comments on this so far? What you got, Ben? Boy, you just made me think about churches all over the world, especially U.S. Like, you know, we're we're so music oriented in our churches, and um, it's not outside the realm of possibility that this is the reason why. Amen. It is what it is. I just find it. I just find it interesting that it says that it actually worked. Uh, and music has an effect on us and apparently spirits, according to this. Again, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm just giving you what it says here. So, uh, but I do want you to, I want you to take a look at where it says that that spirit from God was tormenting him. It was sent to torment him. So we're going to take a look at another one saying things first samuel chapter 16 verse 23 it says whenever the spirit from god troubled saul david would pick up his lyre and play and saul would then be relieved feel better and this evil spirit would leave him so as i'm saying it actually worked uh i can't go any i don't know where else to go with that <laughs> he just find i just find it interesting that he played the music and that evil spirit left him uh, so uh, I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know where to go with it, it, with that one. Any questions or comments on this one before I go to the next one? 
All right. So the question is, can demons play with our feelings or take on the form of loved ones that passed away? So we're talking about the playing with the feelings part. So continuing first Samuel chapter 18, verses 9 through 11, it says, So Saul watched David jealously from that day forward. The next day, an evil spirit sent from God took control of Saul, and he began to rave inside the palace. David was playing the lyre as usual, but Saul was holding a spear, and he threw it, thinking, I'll pin David to the wall. But David got away from him twice. So Saul was already jealous of David. He was already jealous of David. Uh, so he's jealous of David, but it wasn't like he's going to really do anything. He was jealous of him. But this spirit came on to him and amplified that. He went to a point to where I'm just going to kill him. And he tried it twice. So the question is, can they play with our feelings? Apparently, yes, they can absolutely amplify whatever we're feeling now. And I do want to point out again that this evil spirit was sent from God. This one, this particular one was sent from God. Any questions or comments on this one so far? What you got, Ben? So I guess going back to that previous scripture, um, you know, go back, go back to the previous one, if you don't mind. Um, said whenever the spirit of God troubles Saul, uh, from God troubles Saul, David would pick up his lyre and play, and Saul would then be relieved, feel better, and the evil spirit would leave him. But the one that you just read um, doesn't allude to that's the like, like the music is forcing him to do it. It's almost like something that that was just done, you know, because very obviously every time David played the lyre, that didn't happen. You know, I that agree. Makes sense. Yeah. In fact, I, I, I kind of feel like and you tell me what you think about this. I feel like he was playing the lyre, but before it can do what it was supposed to do. And because it did what it did, he threw that spear at him. If that makes sense. Uh, what do you think? No, because he did what he did. What are you talking about? Because it, because the, no because the music does what it did what it does to to uh to Saul in that spirit he threw it at him before it can before it can have the effect that it normally does. I I don't know I if I can go with you on that yeah because because it said the way it says it David was playing the lyre as usual you know so um you know we could think that like he started and before it could do it but it's like. The as usual part is what's throwing me off on that, you know. Right. Like, like this was just like all the other times, except this time, um, the spirit didn't leave. You know. Well, I said this time he's holding that spear. <laughs> that's all. That's what I mean. Like he had just enough time to make it happen because he had the spear in his hand. Yeah. I could be relaxed. I could be wrong. Just my thought process on it. But I do want to point out that, that yes, that 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 spirit came onto him, and. He he was because prior it, it came on to him and he never tried to kill him. Now he's jealous and then it comes on to him and he tries to kill him. So that, that's the real difference I'm trying to make with this one is that it went to a whole nother level. He was jealous of him already. And then that jealousy brought brought forth that he was just going to straight up murder him uh, because that spirit came on to him. 
so I guess the question is like is um and maybe we need to look at the other scripture too is the spirit reacting to Saul's reaction to the music or is the spirit reacting to the music at this point I don't think he is reacting to any of those things at this on this particular scripture I think it just took advantage of 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 Saul feeling the way he was feeling if that if that makes sense he, he was yeah. he was he just took advantage of it and then amplified it and just and just yeah I think I I feel like that's what it was I think that's the only difference here I don't think it had anything to do with the with the with the music though the, the this that that demon probably didn't like the music or maybe it did I don't know I don't know what that means but I do know that at this particular point the only thing we see different here is that uh Saul was already jealous at this point of of David yeah and I guess the reason I'm pushing doing so much pushback on this is because because it would be very easy to say oh so um you know so there's power in the music I guess you know it's like that like that's actually what's happening when that's oh, not necessarily the truth oh I see you saying like if, if that's the reason why he's leaving all I know is that the first couple of times that we're given this that is actually the reason that he left and uh in fact let me go back a couple and uh it says uh uh yeah it just says look for someone who knows how to play the liar i mean i don't know if that was always their their uh antidote to someone who is being tormented by a spirit but it it worked now again i can't say um that this is going to work every time or this the way that things should be happening it may just be just because this is the way god wanted this to happen but it's just interesting that's the way it said it said that happened and i can't with 100 certainty say that the spirit left because of any other reason the only reason we're giving is because given is because he played the liar that's it just because that's all it said about it and and it may be something to do with what god's actually doing because it says uh, go back to the previous one. Where was that? Um, yeah, that one. It said, "Let the Lord, uh, let the Lord command yourself." Well, that's not the Lord. That's not God, is it? That's just that's just somebody's master. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. You all the way wrong, all the way. Hey, and I said I, I said never mind. Let me wrong. <laughs> so yeah, I mean it's just interesting, but yeah. So in, to answer the question, I guess of the. the the question of the whole thing is can they play with our feelings just based on this it does a very much seem like they can mess with people's feelings uh, and when they do it this is considered tormenting them and so they're being tormented uh now this happened and we, i guess the question is like can can this happen now you know, uh, you know, Christians, can this happen to Christians right now? Uh, will this happen to our most famous Christian, probably? So 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 6 through 9 says, Even if I wanted to boast, I would not be a fool because I would be speaking the truth. But I refrain. So no one will credit me with more than he sees in me or hears from me or because of these surpassingly great revelations. So to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, 
my grace is sufficient for you for my power is perfected in weakness therefore i will boast all the more gladly in my weaknesses so that the power of christ may rest on me so here's paul speaking and he is saying that because of these crazy uh revelations that he has received from jesus himself to keep him from being boastful to keep him from being conceited he was given a messenger of satan messenger angel demon of satan to torment him and people try to say that it's some other thing or this and that he is begging god to get this to go away from him and he wouldn't do it but he says that that's the reason it was given to him. Now, this is a Christian. This is the this is the one that wrote most of our New Testament, saying that he was given this the same way it was done in the Old Testament from God himself. And it was tormenting him for the very reason to keep him from becoming conceited. Questions or comments on this? I don't know that I've ever realized that it says a messenger of Satan in this scripture. And I've heard people teach you on it a bunch. And like, I knew the thorn in my flesh, but I guess I just have always missed this messenger of Satan here. Let me look in there, see if the other translations say the exact same thing. Just make sure I'm not wrong with this. Looking at Second Corinthians. And Second Corinthians twelve six nine. Let's look. Uh, even the thorn of flesh. Let's compare that. Yeah, the messenger of Satan. Messenger of Satan. Messenger of Satan. I'm looking for it. Uh, yeah, they all. I'm looked at four or five different ones. Yeah. They all say messenger of Satan. Yeah, the 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 word is Satan. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's <at> the word. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at the, like the the definition. The, the oh, okay. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure because you know when I do these things, every scripture I post, I I typically go and look at at least two or three different translations of it, and so I want and so I like maybe I missed this one, maybe I didn't do this one. It didn't it doesn't say that, but uh, but yeah, that's what it says. And like I said, I've heard it taught that it's something else. That it's not, you know, because people will get scared. Like, all right, wait, what? What? He, why is he? Why is he having to deal with this? Well, is what God? God? That's why God decided to to do this. He said this. That God has done this to keep him from becoming con conceited. I mean, and just be honest. Uh, this is why some of us will never be rich. This is why some of us will never have certain certain things that will that, that we want, because uh, you wouldn't be able to tell us nothing. I know that a lot of that probably applies to me. I'm I'm positive that it would take something to keep me from becoming uh, too full of myself. Yeah. Any other questions or comments on this so far? All right. So what we can do about it, Ephesians chapter six, verses 11 through 12 says, we can put on the full armor of God so that you can make your stand against the devil's schemes. 
For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this world's darkness and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So we're told that uh, we're to put on a full arm of God so that we can make our stand against the devil's schemes. Without it, without the full armor of God, then we're definitely susceptible to him. Uh, I also like to point out here that uh, that it says against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Uh, this is why I always say that uh, in our mind, we tend to think that demons are below us in, in a hell below. But uh, Paul is saying here that they are actually above us. They are in the heavenly realms. And we have other instances of it in the Old Testament, speaking of the exact same thing, that they are in the heavenly realms. And so uh, that that's where they are at. And uh, and that's where our struggle is against. Our struggle is against them, not against necessarily people, but against them. And the only way to make that stand is to put on that full armor of God. I know the complete answer, like uh, if they can take on the form of loved ones that passed away. Uh, but it still was an interesting topic altogether. That's all I have on this one. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace.